I think every change is hard. Yeah. You know, un unless you're changing from something that wasn't effective or successful, yes. and you you see hope. Um, we've been always in positions where there's been a comfort, yes. and so change is difficult. Well, hey, Woodside, welcome to another exciting edition of The Link. I'm so grateful for those of you who tune in each and every week, and welcome to all of our friends as well. Today, I am so excited about our topic and our guests. You know, when you think about life, oftentimes we think about life in various stages or even assignments or seasons of life. But how do you know when God is calling you from one season or assignment to the next? And how do you transition and navigate stages of life well? We're going to talk about that today. And I know for some of you, this is exactly what you've been praying to God about. Lord, give me wisdom for how to navigate from this season or assignment to the next. And I can't think of anyone that could uh, help us through this conversation more than Pastor Doug Schmidt. He's my guest today, and Doug has uh, had an incredible impact on my life, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy the conversation as well. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Pastor Doug has served the Woodside family for over 30 years now with him and his wife, Carolyn, and their wonderful family. Uh, 28 of those years as senior pastor, mm -hmm. and now through a great ministry, Barnabas, where he's equipping pastors to be strong and to have longevity and greater effectiveness in ministry. Doug, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's always good to be with you on the link. Yep. Well, we're talking about transitions and phases. And when we talk about that, we're talking about change. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are very few things that are hated more than change. Why do you think people hate change so much? I think it's a great question, Pastor Chris, but I think there's security in the status quo. Yeah. There's security, there's comfort. Uh, with change comes a lot of unknown, and, and we're not in control. Yeah. We don't know what's next, and if we did, maybe we'd, we'd have an easier time with change. But I think it's, it's taking a step into the unknown from a season of security, of peace, of comfort, and that's always hard. Well, you know, I've seen you uh, embrace change, and I think that um, the Bible is very clear that we are supposed to live by faith. One statement that's often been made is the only thing that's constant in life is change. Mm -hmm. What happens when we embrace change? Why uh, should we embrace change? It's often been said if you, if you don't embrace change, you die. Yeah. And that's true with organizations. I think it's also true with people. And, yeah. and it's, it's possible you die before you die. Yeah. In other words, you lose sight of your purpose and goal and the realities around you have changed and you've, you've fought it, you're in denial. Uh, with organizations, the same. If they yes. don't change uh, in understanding what's happening around them, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, so much to unpack there, but I want to think about the word. Because I know for you, for me, so much of life is just filtered through Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about um, transitions or change, from the context of the word, what comes to mind? I think, I think first, first of all, there's, it's the understanding that we live in a broken world. Mm. And as a result of that, we're not in control of the future. Yeah. And the future may send us uh, some really difficult things to have to navigate. Yeah. And those changes come. And, uh, and I think when, when you read the word, 
It's an understanding that with all the, the all that's happening around us, all the changes that are taking place, you have to go to a God who doesn't change. That's you, know, right. it's, you know, yesterday, yeah. today, forever, Jesus is the same. Behold, I'm the Lord, I change not. Yeah. And so God doesn't change in His character, in His person, His ways are always changing yes. and beyond tracing. But I, I love the story of Joshua and Moses and that transition yeah. where you know, Moses had been, he'd been tutoring Joshua, had been his mentor, and the time comes where God says, Moses, my servant is dead, and Joshua, it's you. And so Joshua doesn't have Moses anymore, but he does have God. Yes. And God says to him, uh, be strong and take courage, for I'm with you. Yes. So it's, I think in those times of changes, what I cling to is a God who doesn't change, whose promises are real in the last season and they'll be true in the next season. That's good. That's good. The unchanging character of God. You know, when I think about my life, Pastor Doug, I think about chapters, various chapters mm -hmm. of my life. And, you know, I think about your story, time in Canada, time in mm -hmm. Christian higher ed, time in pastoring. How do you know when God is calling you from one chapter to another, or from one season or assignment to another? That's a great question. I think uh, um, when, I, when we started at Woodside here, for example, when we started pastoring, um, you know, I always knew that my day would come hmm. when this ministry would be over. But I always prayed to God, let me know first. <laughs> That's every pastor's <laughs> prayer. Tell me before you tell them. <laughs> I, I didn't want the, the elders saying to me one night, sit down, we got to yeah, talk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that old scripture verse, you got to know when to hold them and know when to hold them. You know. That's so, right. Um, I think, how do you know for sure? I think um, the Bible tells us to, to ask for wisdom. Yeah. And he'll give it. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 1 5, a wise man will seek, will attain unto wise counsel. Mm. And so sometimes it's, we have our own blind spots. Yes. And we don't know when the decline has started or we don't know when God's opening another door because we're enjoying the season yes. and enjoying the blessings of God. Um, that, and so sometimes we're in denial. Uh, sometimes when we see the decline coming, we work harder, try harder. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's listening, it's getting good objective and wise counsel. Mm. It's through prayer. I've always believed, as you have, Psalm 37, mm. you know, trust in the Lord, He'll give yes. you the, the desires of your heart. Yes. And God works through the desires, but it's not easy. Yeah, when you talk about that, that word desire, I think about passions. How much of discerning God's will and seasons of change goes back to shifts in our passions, just mm -hmm. shifting desires of the heart. I think some of that, I, th I think I've always looked at it in terms of my passions, my desires, my energy level, yeah. uh, my health, um, response of the people, a perceived hand of God's anointing, yes. all of those things and trying to, uh, trying to ascertain, God, what do you really want? Yes. And it's wonderful because we, we both have great wives. Yeah. And to be able to, to get feedback and insight and prayer and come to some of those same conclusions. Yeah, so you bring up that and, you know, again, that plays into the broader context of community and that wise mm -hmm. counsel. I've always uh, had this deep conviction that the will of God is best discerned in the context of 
-hmm. mature, godly community. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you think about navigating as a single man versus as a married man, there's some different dynamics there. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about for uh, those who are single and then those who are married, how is navigating change different? Well, I, I think so often that with, with singles, uh, you you're, you feel alone, and yet you don't have a life partner, a marriage partner, yes. to share, to, 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 to pray. That. Yes. So you have to have good, uh, wise counselors, friends, a community yes. that can pour into you, that can, that can honestly share with you. Yeah. This is for you. This is not for you. Uh, this is where you're good. No, you wouldn't be good there. Th that kind of feedback, I think, is invaluable. Yeah. Um, both single and married have to equally trust in God. Yes. You know, in, in, in His Word and, and, and let the Lord discern through the, the Holy Spirit, through the desires of our heart, through circumstances, um, the Word. Yeah. You know, my wife has always been really gracious in that. She's uh, supported me as a leader. And I think back on my young years uh, in marriage and uh, looking back now and I say, Chris, you had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> but she was, she was loving and uh, very much uh, supportive. And I recognize that everybody has that. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that type of uh, a marriage covenant. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that um, it seems to me, Doug, that when God calls a man or a woman mm -hmm. who's married, uh, there has to be unity within that marriage yeah. in order to navigate properly. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the importance of unity within um, the, the, the covenant of marriage? Oh, I think it's absolutely critical. And it doesn't always come immediately. Yeah. You know, there are times my wife and I have disagreed on things and um, we've been wise, I've been wise, I think, and not pushing ahead. Yes. When there's disagreement. There are times probably I have pushed ahead and lived to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, but it's, it, it, it takes time to develop unity. Yes. yes. Somebody said when you get married, it's like two planets um, who've been for years going in different directions and different speeds and different orbits, and all of a sudden they're expected to be same speed, same orbit, same yes. direction. And it takes time, even in, in individual decisions, to process it through and to work through not only pros and cons, but the emotional impact. Yes. Um, it, yes. it takes time. Well, you know, I think that sometimes God uses the contraction pains, if you will, of uh, transition and change to reveal to us that there's areas we need to work on mm -hmm. within our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for those who are married and going through change and maybe there's some friction there, see that as an opportunity to get counsel and to work mm. through whatever those issues are to have a stronger foundation mm -hmm. to serve you as you go forward. You know, um, when you think about the tough lessons you've learned mm -hmm. through change, what, what maybe has been a, a hard transition and change for you and, and uh, what is uh, maybe a tough lesson as you look back on transition and change that you, uh, you learned? I think every change is hard. Yeah. You know, un unless you're changing from something that wasn't effective or successful yes. and you're, you see hope. Um, we've been always in positions where there's been a comfort. Yes. And so change is difficult. And I, I think 
Pastor Chris, the first one for us um, was embracing the reality from the doctors that we've never had children. And we, we love kids mm. and just processing that through took some time mm. for us individuals and as a couple mm. and to work through that and understand that uh, um, God is in control. Yes. And uh, in our case, God ended up giving us three children. <laughs> But he didn't have to do that. Yeah. And we'd come to the conclusion that if he didn't, um, our identity is still in him. Yes. And yes. not in what he's given us. Mm. I think the transition from uh, the, the, probably the next hardest for us was uh, understanding that we needed to hand it off, Woodside. Yes. yes. And, and hand it off to you and Yodi and, um, and, and leave this next season yeah. to you. It was, it was difficult. Um, it was the right thing to do, and the yeah. timing was right. We've never questioned that, and I 150% support you. Yeah. It was hard in the sense that we've been doing it so long, Sure. and we love the people so much yes. that um, now a new season, and, and that new season involved not positional leadership, but influence leadership. Yes. Um, that season involved redefining success, yeah. That season involved all kinds of other things from scheduled routines and relationships. Mm. Um, but it was absolutely necessary, mm. uh, especially for the church, yeah. to move forward. We knew that um, from a lot of the signs and the feedback we've been getting that this was time. Yeah. You know, I think you and Carolyn have uh, carried yourself with such grace that um, some people might um, mistakenly think, well, that was easy for them, but there's so much that goes mm -hmm. into it. And you just gave us a glimpse. And I know that I speak on behalf of not only my wife, but the church when I say, you know, thank you for always putting God first, always thinking what's best for the church. Yeah. Those things are not, are not easy. And we're, we're grateful for that. You know, when I think about lessons I've learned through change, mm -hmm. One of the toughest lessons I had to learn is that you can't control where you used to be. You have to live fully where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that when you, when you go through a change of assignment or season, in particular in those initial days or months mm -hmm. afterwards, you're still trying to live in two worlds. Mm -hmm. And you can't live in two worlds. You mm -hmm. can't drive looking in the rearview mirror. You know, you have to fully embrace where you are and uh, in some ways released to the Lord, like, you, like you've been saying, trusting in the Lord, uh, that Lord, um, I, I did what you called me to do. I have to say yes and amen and yeah. follow you uh, to where you're taking me. That, that's not easy either. Don't you think maybe a little bit of what Paul had in mind when he said, forgetting those things which are behind. Yes, yes. That it, obviously we want to forget about the failures um, but even we can't live in the past. We can yes. we can visit it. Yes. But we can't live there because yes. if we live there, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. We're pastors, so we can obviously talk about church all day. But let's talk about family. As you think about yourself as a father, as you think yeah. about yourself as a grandfather, um, obviously you want to leave a legacy. You want to finish well there as well. So what comes to your mind about finishing well? in the area of family. Uh, we, we talk about this, my wife and I talk about this a lot because we want to pour into our family um, everything we possibly can 
for as long as we can. Yeah. But understanding in doing that, that dynamics have changed. Yes. You know, there was a time when my wife and I were the center of family activity. Yeah. And now another generation and another generation has come. And so in doing that, you realize that you're kind of invited in at times. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, that's, that's the way it should be. Sure. But we've, as we've talked, we never want to give up. We never want to quit. Yes. Praying for our kids, yes. praying for our grandkids. Um, we're mentoring them. My wife has projects with every one of our grandkids. That's great. To just pour into them. We, every year we have a, um, a kind of a slogan that's based on scripture that we live out and we hold each other accountable to it, and they do notebooks on it and all the rest of it. So we're just we're doing everything we possibly can uh, in terms of prayer, modeling, and in like Deuteronomy says, taking those informal opportunities yeah. just to let them know about the reality of God and uh, His provision. And you know, I've been talking to a lawyer about drafting a contract for my kids that they have to live within a 20-minute radius <laughs> of me and Yeldy no matter... Uh, how old they get, but I'm not sure if they'll sign that. There may be times you want to break that contract. <laughs> I might want to move away. Uh, you know, I'm so grateful for your transparency. And again, uh, for you and, and Carolyn, you know, as we talk about though, uh, just kind of wrapping up the conversation, as we talk about stage, stages and phases of life and ministry, what are you most excited about, about this time really in church history, what God has ahead, as far as uh, opportunities for ministering the gospel. I think you could look at this time as a scary time. Yes. You know, in terms of what's happening in our world, the uncertainty with uh, well, global conflict, yeah. uh, also with regards to our own country, you can look at it and, and, really, and get to despair pretty quickly. Yes. And, and yet, uh, this is the time for the church. Yeah. This is where the time where leaders rise. This is where the time uh, the church says, we have an answer, yeah. and the answer is Jesus. So yes. um, the, the church and, and Christian leaders and organizations, we just re, re, we have to step up Yes, because I think it's the greatest day of opportunity. The differences between um, the followers of Jesus and those who don't couldn't be any more distinct during our yes. time period. Yes. Yes. And so we have a message, uh, and the messages of salvation, that life changed from the inside out. And you know, people are hungry for that message. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget, I'll end with this story, but I'll never forget hearing an interview that Billy Graham did with a reporter at his last crusade, Flushing Meadows in New York. And he was asked by the reporter, do you think, Dr. Graham, these are the darkest days that our country has ever faced or that our world has ever faced? And he says, absolutely not. He says, where there's great opposition, there's also great opportunity. And he was convinced that there was really uh, the greatest opportunities ahead for us because uh, you're right, sin is clear. The human heart is hungry. Mm -hmm. And so we got to be about our father's business, which means we have to be where God's called us mm -hmm. to be. And so I hope this conversation has been helpful for you. I hope that you have uh, maybe come to embrace that change isn't bad and that moving with the trust in God is a good thing and that ultimately the Lord is with you and he's the unchanging anchor to our lives. Mm -hmm. Pastor Doug, can you just pray for us? Absolutely. Our Father and our God, we're so thankful for the kind of God you are, a God who doesn't change, a God who is in control of all of history, and yet, Father, a God who knows uh, 
the hairs of our head and the hurts of our heart. I'm thankful, Father, that um, you will never lead us to a place where you're not there, where you're not walking with us, whether it's through fire or whether it's through flooding. And that, Father, your presence and, mm. and your person and your promises are constantly there to sustain us. So, Father, I pray today for anybody who's listening, who's struggling with the future, struggling with a transition, perhaps a transition that uh, they don't want. Lord, I pray that you would guide them. Uh, Lord, speak to their hearts, bring people into their lives that can give direction. May your word through your spirit be rich and real and, and give them guidance and direction for that uncertainty. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As always, we want to encourage you to uh, check out the postscript for resources that we recommend. Pastor Doug, one resource that's been a blessing in my life is Henry Cloud's book, Necessary Endings. It's a great mm -hmm. book on how to, in one phase uh, or assignment well, and enter into the next one well also. So I commend that to you and encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus, trust in the Lord, and he will direct your path. I can't wait till we're together again on the next edition of The Link.